This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Everybody, this is Snark Monkey 2020. 2020. Bring the <laughs> bring the snark. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with a catchphrase. Uh, the masked snarker. Is that a thing? Why would it be masked? Why would they don't know? Okay. Oh, <laughs> see. But no one will. Uh, no one. Neither will any. It's neither true. will anyone else. Wow. We're off to a great start. Hey, we're here today to uh, this. Oh, by when I say we, I should say hi. I'm Larry Morgan. I'm your genial host, and with me is Chris the McGann McGann. Everybody, That's me. woo! And Chris and I decided we actually are just geeky enough to be looking ahead at the movies coming out in 2020 mm-hmm. and in the past we've been very marvel slash star wars centric and that's not to say we aren't going to be a little bit of that today that's true but you and i i think it would be interesting to see which movies we're most excited about in 2020 mm-hmm. if there are even movies to be excited about in 2020 i mean yeah hopefully there's always movies to be excited about we'll We'll see. We'll, we'll see how the world plays well, out. Well, you but. know, it's just such a different world right. in general now. I mean, because of the the ways that certain movies are being made mm-hmm. available. Uh, and, you know, when I talk about movies, I automatically still go old school and think in terms of what's going to draw me to a cinema right. with, and, and buy that $9 popcorn and right. sit down in that theater for two hours where I can't pause it, can't, shouldn't talk to anybody, <laughs> shouldn't open my, my laptop yeah, right. in the theater. Tray. <laughs> don't call out Trey Calloway. I, we don't know he does that that's, for sure. That's, you're right. You're uh, right. I've just yeah. got a sneaking suspicion. Trey's in the back row with his with laptop, his tablet, open, just, just typing. I got a feeling. I don't think so. I think he oh, has. Okay. I think he has more of a, a, a an affection for the, the experience than that. I'm not. That's not to say he's not running out to the lobby immediately. Anyway, no, let's, we're, we're not here to bag on Trey Calloway. Uh, uh, but Chris and I. <laughs> I thought maybe what we do is we'd at least take our top five or six, see how much uh, time we take, yeah. and go through some of the ones that we're most excited about seeing. Uh, uh, many of these are starting to get some buzz, especially some within the first quarter or so mm-hmm. of next year. Others feel very far off, and we don't know a ton about them yet, mm-hmm. but just the idea of them or the people associated with them have intrigued me a little bit. So let's start right off the top. What would be number one on your list? Not ranked number one, but maybe the first one that you're, you've been thinking about. I mean, you know, because the billboards are coming out, because the ads have, have made their way around, like Bad Boy for Life is is right on the front of my radar. Me and me and JK, we're, uh, <laughs> we're both fired up about it. You're, now this fascinates me, Chris, because uh, I, I know that you and I are not like super, super close, but we've been in this room a few times over the years, and I 
thought that I maybe knew kind of what your <laughs> tastes are. But Bad Boys 3, Bad Boys for Life, yeah. the reteaming of uh, a, a more mature Will Smith and a seemingly much more mature Martin Lawrence, <laughs> being kind here, yeah. uh, Last thing I would have thought you would I, have been interested. Look, in. I, I know, but it, it. So that's the thing that I realized as I looked back over my list before we started this. Right, it's like Hollywood looked and said, "Okay, we're kind of done with with this epoch of of endings." Right, like 2019 was a year of endings. Star Wars, Avengers, like right. all this stuff came right. to an end. All these tentpole things, and they're like, "Let's make 2020 kind of that nostalgia gap." back to the 80s, back to the 90s, um, to kind of bridge the gap between this and when maybe a new wave of continuous tentpole stuff comes in in 2021. And Bad Boys was this, like, classic Michael Bay popcorn thing that I really loved when I was a teenager. Okay. And I, there's something about it. I don't know. Like, Martin Lawrence was riding high when the first Bad Boys came out. True, We had, yeah. you know, Blue Streak. We had Big Mama's House. We had all of that, like... Yeah, he... Well, he in particular was his heyday. It was in his heyday yeah. as, a, as a comic presence. Yeah. And the teaming of those two was kind of inspired. Right. I mean, it Will really Smith, was. I kind of am beginning to feel like I can't remember a time when Will Smith wasn't the biggest star in the world <laughs> in some form or another, yeah. either I mean, the biggest TV star or the biggest movie star, yeah. which he's kind of been hovering right around there. Even his bombs, he seems to recover from those very quickly. More than anyone has a right to, right? Like, honestly. Because like, he's made some terrible, terrible movies. movies. And like I, there's been terrible movies that have come out at the same time as his terrible yes. movies that have tanked people's careers. <laughs> yes. And Will Smith's like, no, 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 we got this. We're yeah, still it, going. There's just a likability to him that people are willing to yeah. give him that. It's like, uh, you know, prime example would be, in my opinion, Suicide Squad. He was clearly the above anything else best thing about that movie. Wait, in, in the actual movie? In or? the actual movie. Mm. 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 Didn't love him. I thought he was a weak choice for, oh, for, really? for Deadshot. Oh, which, no. It, well, but you're be, talking from a purist standpoint. I'm nah, talking just, from like, like a even, performance even standpoint. Even in the movie. Nah, oh, okay. just, he, nah he you're dumb. He did, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can't argue with that. This like, is how this obviously, is going to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm dumb like that. All right. Uh, but, you know, Harley Harley Quinn, or the fabulous uh, emancipation of Harley Quinn is also on my list of, of movies I'm excited about here in the first quarter, second quarter. So, like... I'm excited because I really liked Margot Robbie's um, Harley. I thought she was the second most yeah. most yeah. good thing. And, that's, uh, a, that's the correct grammar. <laughs> was it, and was C.H. Pounder uh, Amanda Waller in this one, or is she? Uh, I forget. Anyway, uh, whoever played Amanda Waller, Waller love always love oh, her, oh, too. Oh, uh, uh, no. Uh, uh, Alfred Woodard? No. Um Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Okay. Yep. Viola Davis, I thought was great too. There was <laughs> just, just <laughs> two white guys just listed yeah. off the three most prominent female women. Strong. That's right. Okay. You know how it is. All right, we're fired. We're canceled. <laughs> we're done. I'm going to move on to mine now. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Go so, ahead. Bad Boys Three. Yep. Last thing. Yeah. Uh, bad Boys for Life. Um, that is my one beef with Bad Boys, though. Yeah. That it's Bad Boys Three. Bad Boys for Life. You can't put oh. a four in the title of a three movie. That's just nonsense. What were they thinking? I know. That's was there crazy. a Bad Boys three that they scrapped that was like and just direct to, to video? Yeah, <laughs> just to want to talk about. <laughs> just, it was with like a couple of lesser Wayans yeah, brothers. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'll go uh, kind of on that uh, same level. This is uh, a much 
a franchise. This is a old, crusty franchise. Franchise, but I am kind of surprised at how interested I am in the new James Bond movie oh, uh, yeah. coming out in yeah. April. No yeah. Time to Die. Maybe it's because I do have an affection for Daniel Craig as James Bond. It's a great I, Bond. I th- there's all sorts of arguments about you know a lot of it has to do with when you grow up. There are the Connery purists. There are those now. Roger Moore is starting to get a groundswell again, which, is, which blows my mind. Which, would like carry on Roger Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> God bless you. Uh, but uh, I think Daniel Craig has been that great combination of of not exactly what Ian Fleming wanted it to be, but he's he's kind of gritty, he's mm-hmm. grounded, but also still has the ability to be debonair. And also, I just think, best actor of anyone who's ever played Absolutely. the role. So the fact that this is his final go-round, and I do believe that... I mean, it's so funny I say this, because I haven't even seen the most recent Bond oh, really? movie. It was so Skyfall? disparaged. No, uh, Skyfall was the good one, right? Oh. What was the most recent one? Uh, see, we can't even... I don't know. I don't know either. I'm getting it confused with The Last Mission Impossible. Is yeah. my problem? But the like, most recent Bond movie was not the m- most highly regarded. And uh, I, I think that they have a chance to come back here. Spectre. Spectre. Spectre, that's right. Yeah, see, we it, it was so forgettable we forgot yeah. the title. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see it get back to a, kind of a Skyfall mm-hmm. uh, prominence again, especially for his final outing. And so I have high hopes for that. And I, I tell you, I'm just a sucker for the Bond thing. Just about the time, I've never really fatigued on it, even when I've heard that the movies aren't necessarily spectacular. Mm-hmm. And having just said I never saw Spectre, I just I just really <laughs> heard that like the opening sequence was about the only thing worth watching. So I think yeah. that's the only thing I've seen. I watched it in the theater, but I couldn't tell you. I don't remember well, exactly. the damn thing about Spectre. See, and I loved Skyfall, yeah. and, and uh, so I would love to see that one be... Just a killer, yeah. killer movie. What, uh, what do you think about this push for Idris Elba to, to pick up Bond from? I, I, I think that push is more internet-driven uh, than anything. I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Uh, I would. I think it would be very interesting for Bond to be played by a person of color, yeah. by a woman of color. Yeah. I don't think you need to restrict it. Um, I think you... You follow the Daniel Craig mode and just get a great actor who can kind of fulfill all that. Um, so, I, yeah, who knows what they're yeah. thinking. But uh, Idris Elba would actually be fantastic at that. Right. Chiwetel Ejiofor would be amazing oh, yeah. at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What's uh, what's the second one you well, got there? Well, I mean, again, like I, I can't help but keep going back in time to things that are – 80s based so the new ghostbusters i'm a little tickled about i almost had that on my list but uh, i'm a little wary of the trailer because uh, from all that we've been hearing about this latest iteration of ghostbusters that this was supposed to involve the original guys Mm -hmm. the one trailer that has come out does not in any way feature them other than in like archival footage yeah which, so they're clearly not going to be the focus of everything. And I don't know how they could be at this point. I mean, you know, Harold yeah. Ramis is gone. Bill Murray is impossible to get on the phone still. And, <laughs> right. Uh, He's just uh, picking up stuff at his, uh, you know, on his pager yeah. or in his mailbox. I'm fairly certain at this point, Bill Murray, they they just put sets near places that Bill Murray has houses and just kind of hope he walks yeah. on set one day. They cross just, their fingers. Right. It's like, oh, like that's, that's where we're shooting today. Uh, Bill showed up. We're yeah. making a movie. We're making a movie. Uh, uh, it does have the always personable Paul Rudd yeah, at which, the center. Center, which uh, honestly, you, you probably got me hooked right there, and that's and that's kind of what it is for me. Like I'm fired up about Ghostbusters. I didn't hate Lady Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, as much as I <laughs> I thought I would going into it. It wasn't a great movie. No. I had some personality problems with with the crew uh, in terms of how how their um, characters played out on the screen, and 
I think it's hard to have a personality problem with Paul Rudd because he's yeah. Conge- did you say congenial? Con- uh, yeah, congenial, amiable, yeah, yeah, approachable, always likable. Yeah, and he's easy, easy on the eyes. He is, he is Absolutely. That. I think my issue with the uh, Lady Ghostbusters again. Uh, here we go. We're canceled second time. <laughs> um, is that it? Just it felt like so much of a rehash yeah. of trying to do. Yeah. It literally felt like it was trying to be a female version of the original. Yeah. When it could have been something completely original. Yeah. Uh, and I think it missed the boat there. This feels like it's going to have connection to the uh, much-beloved original without trying to remake it, and I'm tentatively okay with that. And that's that's kind of where I am, too, right? Yeah. I, I reserve right to be wrong and have it be a terrible movie and be like, oh, boy, they should have just stopped at two. They yeah. should have just stopped at one. Uh, <laughs> they and, probably uh, should have. Yeah. Well, we shall see, but I'm curious about that, and I, and I probably am going to go. Yeah. Uh, as long as we're talking about 80s uh, throwbacks and nostalgia, we've got a couple of others worth mentioning that I don't know are going to be on your list okay. or mine. Okay. But we have Top Gun Maverick. Uh, not on my list, but like... Not yeah. on mine either. And Coming to America. America that's right. Yeah, Coming to, to America. Coming to, to America. Now, I have never been... You know, this is that uh, period of 80s movies where when the when the when some of the comedies in the 80s... We've had this discussion before, I think, uh, about like Goonies. That's not specifically a comedy. But there's an era of 80s movies where I started to move away from the stuff that mm-hmm. was... Uh, targeted at younger people because mm-hmm. I kind of had my I think I peaked with Back to the Future sure. and then I started to get a little too super serious film school snooty <laughs> about things and so stuff like The Goonies and some of the later 80s comedies Coming to America was one that I saw at the time yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think I would ever need to see it again but there's a huge affection for that movie which I, I'm with you like it, it always just kind of went right past me it yeah. was on TV all the time yeah uh, you know I just never thought it was versions. I agree. I just never thought it was very funny. Is it Fat Sal's that every year dresses their their restaurant up like <laughs> yeah, the that, McDonald's thing? I'm yeah. just like, what? It, really? Yeah. Like, having said that, I am all in on a on a, a renaissance for Eddie Murphy because yeah. oh, I yeah. I think I just watched Dolomite is my name all the way through, and, and while I don't think that's a very good movie, I found that I was completely engaged in anything Eddie was doing good. on screen. So I I root for him to have this kind of next wave of yeah. attention. And so if if it works, it works, and I'm and I'm in on that. But boy, talk about eighties nostalgia! Oh, there are yeah. three huge franchise movies in a way and i got one more on my list too. oh yeah what bill and ted of course duh yes yeah. oh my gosh yeah. now how are they gonna do that I, these no guys idea. are old I, well but they're bringing in they're bringing in daughters because okay. tomorrow weaving from uh ready or not or and uh the babysitter hugo weaving's daughter from the matrix uh-huh. uh he is uh uh it's it's or not his daughter his niece uh in real life um she's bill's daughter and i don't remember who, who ted's daughter is um but like that kind of uh, second generation passing yeah. the torch thing that seems to be indicative of every one of the movies that we're talking about as like an 80s throwback kind of thing. Yep. It's just one more, okay, the 80s are finally leaving. Let's pass the torch. And get, yeah, and we'll start to see more 90s mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I, I, and I'll mention in passing uh, Candyman. That's oh yeah! Oh yeah! Coming out too. Jordan Peele that. produced. Yeah. All right. So I think uh, we're just now getting to my second yes, movie here. Are. Now, okay. So uh, on a completely different tack, here is something that has absolutely no association with a previous 
franchise. It is not a sequel. It is a completely original movie. Those are going to be rare in 2020. <laughs> they really but are. they do exist, but it does come from a familiar director, and that would be Christopher Nolan. And oh, yeah. Tenet. Tenet. Now, I'm fired up. The trailer for Tenet only tells you a little bit, but it definitely has that whiff of inception mm-hmm. to it. Um, and this, it's, it's going to be some, something, it's going to be one of these mind bending, weird ass things that Christopher Nolan does. Now, having said that, Inception was a movie that I enjoyed in the theater, but it left me cold afterwards. I, I thought agree. I admired it, but I kind of never needed to see it again. Yeah, I tried to go back and watch it, and I was like, Okay. There are people who swear by it, yeah. and there are also Christopher Nolan heads, yep. if that's a thing that's ever been said. <laughs> I would call I'd call them Nolan noggins if it were me, but I like okay, alliteration. Right. Well, you know? See, I'm glad I brought yep. it up. Yep. You know, this is a, this whole podcast is just a workshopping exercise. <laughs> uh, but this is uh, Robert Pattinson and John David uh-huh. Washington, who uh-huh. was um, the Black Klansman guy, oh, right. correct? Yep, yep. And yep. they are secret agents who like have something to do with maybe time travel or warping time or being able to... But uh, there's enough intrigue in the trailer that makes me think this might have that Inception quality mm-hmm. enough to pull me in. Or I, Interstellar, maybe? Like um, that kind of a combination of the two? Yeah, I mean, you know? he definitely likes to mess with yeah. the, the, the way he tells stories and does so in a technical way that doesn't overwhelm the mm-hmm. film, but should enhance it. I love what little I'm seeing in the trailer of the style of what they're trying to do yeah. and intrigued enough by it that I'm I'm kind of in on Tenet. So that comes out July of this year. Yeah. Could be a big summer movie. I think this one also comes out in July. My next movie is sort of tied to the 80s, but also a newer franchise movie. It's Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, you know, still an 80s throwback and not at all. Um, <laughs> well, only because it's going to have so many 80s references. Right. The soundtrack is going to be chock full of everything we play on K-Earth. Right. So we'll probably be doing a big promotion <laughs> on my radio station. You'll be sick uh, of it by the time the movie comes I out. I already right? am. I already enough. am. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I love the idea of putting this character in that that particular era. Me too. I think that could be really fun. I, I, and that's that's my thing. Like, I liked Gal Gadot. I didn't need the, like, we're definitely not doing Captain America, but also entirely doing Captain America piece <laughs> of the first Wonder Woman. I could have just had her stay on the island the whole time. Right. Um, this, to me... I'm prepared to be more of my introduction to her in the world. I don't know if I care about how Steve Trevor comes back. Um, I kind of was disappointed to even see that he was part of it. I know. Like, I like Chris Pine. I like Chris Pine. I do, too. But Um, I thought that we had enough of him the first go around. Do we really need him to help her out? I I mean, I don't think we do, but who knows? I I, I wasn't in the writer's room for that one, so I don't don't know. Maybe he'll die. Yeah, again. (laughs) A second time, but I am I'm really excited to see what Kristen Wiig does with uh, with Cheetah. I think she could be really fantastic. She could be really bad, but she could be really fantastic. No, I think so. she's and you know she's shown that she can be a great actress mm-hmm. outside of like extreme comic personas. So uh-huh. it just kind of depends on which direction she gets to go in. Yeah, I've, um, I've got I've got high hopes for her. Yeah. So um, all right. So as long as we're talking comic book heroes, then let's move into the Marvel universe here. And I'm actually maybe going to surprise you okay. with my most anticipated Marvel title of the surprisingly very few coming out in a year. <laughs> I am mostly curious about the Eternals. Yeah, and I was hoping you were going to say that, not Black Widow. Really, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad Black Widow. I'm, I'm probably going to be, you know, I'll probably be there. Yeah, but the Eternals, I think they're trying to maybe trying a little too hard to recapture 
the magic of Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. which was a, a comic book title that you know aficionados were aware of or were fans of, but the world at large had no idea what that was. Right. And they were able to introduce a brand new set of characters, which kind of made it feel like it didn't even have to be a part of the Marvel Universe. In fact, the first one didn't. Right. I mean, it literally had, had almost no connection to it. It stood on its own. Yep. It created original characters. It was fun to watch. It was an absolute blast. Now, the Eternals, I don't think, is going to have that same irreverence. It's going to take itself maybe a little bit more seriously. Yeah. It, uh, But it is definitely, like, it's a title I'm aware of and know nothing about. Which, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be a much more serious uh, take on a world-building thing. Uh, I mean, this is a Jack Kirby revamp from the from the 60s in marvel uh 60s 70s 70s maybe um and it it is a lot more like new gods kind of i've got a feeling it's going to feel more like the first thor than it will the first guardians in a lot of ways um which i'm okay with because we're dealing with world shaping things but i'm i think whatever they do with eternals which is why i'm excited for it will really set up whatever the big bad is for phase 2 wave 2 yeah. story whatever whatever they call their Are like they calling it something it, it has like it's like phases into chapters into somethings i forget what the third yeah. the the hierarchy mcu for life yeah right with a 4 with a 4 mhm well, I so. mean, if you look at this cast, and we all have kind of seen it now, but Angelina Jolie, mm-hmm. Salma Hayek, mm-hmm. an extremely buff Kumail Nanjiani. He's a thirst trap, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kit Harrington, yeah. Richard Matta, yeah. Madden, uh, Jimmy Chan, and uh, it was directed by a very unusual choice, but uh, this is where Marvel tends to get it right, is they take a really interesting, sometimes independent director who's done... Very small, intimate projects. Mm. We're talking about Chloe Zhao, I think I'm I'm saying her name, who directed uh, The Writer, which oh. was a, a very tiny, low-budget, yeah. independent film that got a lot of attention and nobody saw. And that is a big leap, but they've taken those kind of leaps in the past, and it's paid off because in it space. pays off in the actual yep. personal story. Yep. Because you got a whole team that can help you figure out the effects and, and all the choreography and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But if you can create a personal story that you find uh, really immersive and really interesting and be moved by, that's what's critical to, of, of elevating it above just a regular old big comic book action piece. And my hope is, is that Disney at large will kind of take note of this and bring in like smaller directors and, and storyteller directors to start to establish new trilogies going forward mm. instead of trying to cram Ryan Johnson's into the middle of things and then firing directors uh, <laughs> uh, and replacing them with J.J. Abrams down the line. You yeah, know? yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited for The Eternals. I, I think it could be... I think it could be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm so, hoping so. All yeah. right. Next for you, Chris. Um, we're talking about 2020 movies, 20 movies, the things we're kind of intrigued or excited about seeing. I am excited for what I think can only be described as Keanu Reeves' weekend uh, <laughs> when The Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 both come out uh, at the same time. But that's w- way off, though, uh, right? May, June? It's thought, coming. Are, in 2020? I think so. Oh, please. We're going to take a pause now here. Now i got to check again. Yeah, I think you're a, a year ahead of that. Let's talk about... I'll talk about the new mutants while I'm looking this up. Because <laughs> um, I am, I am like, intrigued by the new mutants, right? This movie's been shelved 
three times yeah. and killed and rewritten and gone into reshoots. And But has and, it been shelved and rewritten and killed enough to actually make it better than what it sounded uh, like it I, was going to be? I don't know, because like, I was really intrigued by the premise. Oh, it's 2021. You know what? I lied. John yeah. Wick and The Matrix are both 2021. Pretend none of that happened. No, that's all right. I'm going to um, cut all that out. Uh, <laughs> and we're back and we're back uh yeah new mutants is um uh it's i i don't know that it's going to be good right like yeah. i'm not expecting a lot from it i thought the premise when it first came out i thought the first trailer that really played up on the horror aspects of it had a lot of potential like that was that was a movie i was excited to see when it was first unveiled but right? not technically what new mutants was even about that's true, that's true. And, and i guess maybe i'm kind of pushing back a little bit because i have such affection for that title that was one I that i found at the very beginning because i had become kind of an x-men guy but i got excited about starting something brand new from the beginning mm-hmm. and it turned out new mutants had amazing stories and some of the best artwork oh, yeah. of any title i had ever seen so the fact that i i, I understand that kind of junior x-men now feels a little redundant from what we've seen before because we've been in that world so much. But this seems like a wholesale shift in and just the whole premise of what that was intended 100%, to be. A hundred percent, like a hundred percent. But it was part of that wave of of Fox X-Men trying to <laughs> really get into sort of the genre of genreification and getting away from like comic book movies. Right. That, and that's the part that excited me about it. You know, there because there's got to be. Did you ever watch um, uh, Legion on FX? Yes. So that's that's to me what this sort of felt like, right? Right. At, at okay. least from the early trailer, yeah. was because I really liked Legion. Yeah. Most of it. There were I had some issues with it, but I really liked most of Legion, and it had that kind of same sort of horror bent to it. That I imagine if all of a sudden you were like, oh my god, I turn into a werewolf when I get angry, or I don't know why, but occasionally I just explode and like the whole world around me gets sunburns. You know, yeah. like that's got to be scary as shit. Yeah. I do so. like the idea of these blending of genres mm-hmm. of of uh, I mean, if you're talking about kind of superhero tropes, mix that with a horror genre. I'm in on that. Yeah. And uh, obviously one of the issues they had was that something did not oh, work yeah. no, in their no. first pass. I, I mean, I, I what I've heard is, is that uh, it was presented as like really horrific, like dark, dark horror. And the script that came out and the shoot, the shot, the uh, cut that came out was very light on the actual horror part gotcha. of it. And honestly, at this point, I don't expect it to be good. I just want to see, yeah. like, I just want to see where it ended <laughs> up. So, well, they spent enough time reworking that I wonder if they've almost practically reshot the entire thing. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, right. I don't know. Well, I'm going to move away yeah. completely from the uh, uh, comic book genres and just go with. Directors. I mean, I already talked uh, about Christopher Nolan, who is a director I admire, and I'm always I'm always interested in what he does. Here's a guy I love, and anytime he has a new movie that's coming out, I know I'm going to be in, and that is Edgar Wright. Oh yeah, and his follow up to uh, Baby Driver, which it's already that was 2017 already. He's got an action comedy called Last Night in Soho. I know nothing about it. I don't care. It's a psychological thriller set in London in the 60s. And it has, again, uh, a time travel element to it, people think. And that is it. That's all I know. And I'm not even sure I know most of the. I mean, there are some old school names in the cast like Diana Rigg and Terrence Stamp and people like that. Oh, man. But uh, Matt Smith, who I think was um, 
Uh, that's uh, that Doctor, guy. Doctor Who? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that guy. Doctor Who, so you think it is? So that's September, so uh, we probably won't be hearing more about that, but yeah, you give me an Edgar Wright movie, and I'm there every time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and slip in a second one, too, oh, because um, I am very intrigued with the fact that there is going to be another big screen Dune oh, in yeah. December of 2020, and it's coming from a guy whose work I admire greatly, Denis Villeneuve, who I thought took. <laughs> Thank you. Were you happy with that? I loved, Denis I loved it. Villeneuve, <laughs> who took uh, a beloved film like Blade Runner, and I thought admirably, admirably took it to a next chapter. Mm-hmm. Holding on to many of the things that you loved about that first movie, but brought it into a new era in a really striking way. I am maybe one of I am maybe a bigger fan of the most recent Blade Runner than most people. But boy, if there's anybody yeah. who visually can bring to life Frank Herbert's novel in a way, and now that we have the technology, maybe more than David Lynch had in 1984. I mean, but will there be as many cod pieces? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, we can only hope so. Oh, They'll just crossed. be CGI this time. I mean, yeah. uh, but, I mean, look, big sprawling novel that's probably better suited for uh, a long-form storytelling, mm-hmm. but they're going to give it a shot. Uh, and I think this guy can pull it off. I'm very interested to see what that's going to be. I loved Dune. I loved loved it a lot, and I'm... As a as a book, and so I'm I'm hopeful. And, and as long as I'm bringing up uh, creators and directors and that sort of thing, one that I know again very little about except just a couple of things: the personal history of David Copperfield. This is Armando Iannucci, who is the creator of Veep, mm. and he also did um, uh, the death of Stalin. Or uh, right yeah. uh, is and uh, this is. I've watched the trailer, and this is by no means a literal adaptation of Charles Dickens' David Copperfield. It is played for laughs. Good. It is cast with people of color. Dev Patel plays Copperfield. There is, oh, uh, yeah. I uh, do but, remember seeing this trailer. But Hugh Laurie is in it, yeah. and Tilda Swinton looks hilarious in it. And this guy makes really funny uh, content, and and he's putting it in a period world, so I'm I'm interested in that one. Yeah. Anything else, McGann? Um, I was actually just looking through my, the rest of like the 2020 big releases. I am curious. Well, here, let me list them all. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Like, I'm curious about it. It's 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 a Sony. It's going to be Sony Spider Man verse. I, yeah. I I always liked Mobius as a character. I thought he was. Uh, what about Venom Two? Venom. I, look, I, I didn't love the first Venom, I, and it's not that I had. Do we do we do a Snark Monkey? About no, Venom? We, we did not. Um. I didn't have problems with Venom, and if I had watched it in the late 90s, early 2000s, when it was clearly designed to come out, I would have loved it, right? But in 2018, 2019, whenever the hell Venom came out, I was like, this movie feels really dated, so I don't know what they're going to do with the second one. And... I, like I, I think it's cool that they're going to go to Carnage straight away because we never, we've never gotten like a big screen Carnage adaptation, yeah. and he could be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> but uh, well, I, I think we've kind of hit most of the big ones. I, I mean, the only others that I haven't really uh, brought up here, but we could say A Quiet Place Part Two. Oh yeah, which uh, you know I enjoyed that first one. I I, I'll probably be into it. I and it's the same group, and mm-hmm. also Krasinski is directing again. Mm-hmm. We mentioned the New Mutants. That's in April. Uh, Fast and Furious Nine. I have seen literally zero 
of the eight. I, I haven't seen any of the eight either. I did did watch Hobbs and Shaw. I was going to say, I also have not seen the Turner and Hooch or Calvin oh, yeah. and Hobbs yeah. or whatever <laughs> I watched was. Hobbs and Shaw on a plane and was uh, pleasantly surprised by how much fun I had with it. All right. I don't need to see any of the other ones. I don't need to see <laughs> number nine, but like, I was like, this is fun. All right. So, uh, so those are the movies we're yeah. excited about seeing, and uh, that's quite a few, actually. Yeah. I mean, there's more enough. Than I thought we'd come up with. Yeah, there's enough there, uh, and, and at least a few original titles in there that aren't connected mm-hmm. to, like I said, franchises or, or sequels that are... Uh, you know, plenty of throwback 80s sequels, yeah, though. So many. It's it's so weird, isn't it? Like to think about the fact that we're getting sequels and follow up movies to m- movies that are 30 years old. Right. The there's one that's coming out this year. And it was like the most recent long sequel, and it was 17 years apart. And I can't for life me think of what it was <laughs> now. But it's just like that's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's that's a bananas thing. Like I know there's new ideas, and there's so much need for content. How do we have to keep going back to these same wells? I, well, you know, but the, we, but also for 30 years, we've all been kind of saying the same thing. I mean, I since the advent of the blockbuster, there has, as long as there has been something that is popular, there is someone who believes that another one could be just as, That's true. if not more popular. That's true. And unfortunately, that just keeps being proven. That's actually what my parents said about me, too. <laughs> we can keep trying. <laughs> one of them's got to be popular. Yeah. Uh, I will, uh, as far as that goes, they can keep going as long as they finally get around to doing that much-awaited sequel to The Adventurers of Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, yeah, there you go. There <laughs> which, you go. Which was teased in the closing credits of the original movie and never made. Oh, there's a new Mallrats coming out, too. That's not 2020. That's 2021, though, I think. Yeah. 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 I the new think... Jay and Silent Bob just came out, and I think we're going yeah, back. Kevin's just Kevin's going, back, of, going back to the done well. A, done a Clerks, too. Yeah. Right. Done a, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, oh, I think that's it. So I'm looking forward to all this stuff. Yeah. And uh, if there's uh, anything you guys are looking forward to, feel free to uh, mention it in the comments below, depending on where you're listening to this. And uh, thanks for joining Snark Monkey in uh, 2020. Uh, we'll continue to have uh, news and reviews and interviews with the people that make the stuff you love. Chris, where can people find you on the social medias? Uh, the McGann, basically everywhere. All right. Uh, yeah, that's how we do. And for me, the Larry Morgan on Instagram, probably the best place. If you enjoyed this conversation, and it's very unlikely, but uh, <laughs> if you did and you're not my wife, then please rate and subscribe on <laughs> any place where you get your podcast. And thanks for snarking with us. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.